Hi everyone, welcome to Yelai, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us Mr. Naveen, uh, who is the co-founder of uh, Divami Design Lab, which is a boutique user experience firm, and they provide design services to different sort of industries. Uh, hi, Naveen, welcome to Yelai. Thank you so much, Priya. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience. Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm uh, Naveen Putagunta. Mm, as Priya mentioned, I'm the co-founder and uh, CEO of Devami Design Labs. I've been running this company for the last uh, almost 14 years. Um, prior to, uh, uh, I mean, uh, prior to Devami, so my background is uh, I'm a computer science uh, engineer by, by education. I've done my bachelor's in computer science from uh, Bitspilani and a master's in computer science from University of Houston. Uh, after my uh, bachelor's and uh, master's, I've uh, worked in the US for uh, you know uh, close to 13 years. And uh, I've moved back to India uh, in 2007. I've been here the last 15 years. So uh, you know, soon after coming back to India, I've started uh, this company, Divami, and I've uh, been running it ever since. So that's a, a brief background about me. Awesome. Tell us a bit about Devami. What it, uh, first of all, what's the name uh, means? Uh, what is the meaning of the name Devami? And uh, what are the different uh, products or services that we offer? Great. I will. Um, that's a common question that we get. Uh, so the name Devami is from uh, is is a collection of letters from two uh, different names. Uh, Div is from uh, Vidya, um, uh, and uh, Ami is from Pratima. So those are the uh, names of uh, uh, the, the spouses of the original co-founder. So my wife's name is Pratima, and uh, at the time my co-founder's name was uh, Vidya. So. Ah, okay. That's how Divami was the name Divami was formed. Awesome. Uh, Divami is essentially a user experience and a UI design services company. Uh, so all we do is uh, UX UI design, and we do quite a bit of what I would like to call uh, design led development. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are. I mean, so basically, uh, we provide design services. Um, we work across several different industries. I mean, we have done work for uh, fintech companies, healthcare companies, health tech, uh, insurance, uh, HR tech, you know, so many different industries. But typically, uh, we look at our, our uh, uh, work as catering to sort of four different segments of uh, four different segments. Okay. Uh, we do a lot of our work for uh, deep tech product companies, uh, B2B SaaS platform companies, Mm -hmm. uh, B2C consumer products and uh, consumer uh, platforms and e-commerce platform companies. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, uh, kind of digital transformation um, services for large corporates. So these are the four different kinds of, uh, uh, you know, customers that we serve. Uh, but bulk of our work is, is working with uh, actually other entrepreneurs, uh, uh, probably in a slightly later stage in their journeys, building mm -hmm. products and platforms. So we do a lot of work for them, okay. um, you know, providing them design and development services. Okay. So uh, just curious to know how it works uh, um, operation-wise. So uh, what I have seen is many of the product companies prefer to 
uh, hire designers in their own team or uh, they have design teams already uh, working in other verticals like marketing they use their uh, their skills to design the product uh, so how does it work for you uh, do you get approached by the product companies to build the ux for them or uh, do you approach them uh, instead and offer them uh, some you know advices on the design how does it work sure priya so <clears throat> you're right that uh, um, i'd say very mature product companies very mature platform companies often have uh, design teams in house uh, we a uh, bulk of our work uh, we um, comes from uh, companies that are uh, somewhat earlier in their journey um, typically uh, either seed funded company or a you know a venture backed company at a series a stage or series b stage so these are the types of companies that we work with mm -hmm. typically these size of companies uh, they might have uh, maybe one or two products and so you know they it doesn't uh, um actually it makes more economical sense to perhaps uh, get help from outside because uh, hiring uh, and managing a design team full time in house may not be the right thing for their journey at the time mm -hmm. uh, but we also get a get work from companies who have uh, design teams uh, in house already uh, typically uh, they come to us for let's say a fresh uh, external perspective or maybe to set the strategy for a, a more holistic picture or sometimes just that their internal teams are already busy working on other products so we get pulled in to uh, help with some of their uh, um, some of their additional uh, concepts or newer uh, uh, projects and things like that mm -hmm. so from in the terms of how we uh, approach the business uh i'd say you know a lot of our business comes from uh, word of mouth and referrals um from our network uh, especially people that we've done work for you know they tend to refer uh, other people so that's how we get actually a lot of our business and um, also uh, people reach out to us through linkedin and uh, um you know regular website uh, for work done we have also uh, we also do approach uh companies that we think uh, would be the right fit for us at uh, you know companies that are at the right size and uh, scope uh, you know the where we think that we can add a lot of value we reach out to them directly as well so mm. all all the avenues are uh, ways that we get business how do you quantify uh, the services you provide so uh, when uh, the uh, when a typical company reaches to a uh, third party for some services they tend to you know um factor in manners or the value added for example uh when they hire a marketing services they see how many leads they uh, get to the company so how in uh, if we talk about a roi point of view or uh you know cost to benefit uh, point of view how do you quantify your services to the clients uh generally it has been more on the uh so we kind of uh, you know when when they reach out to us for a particular project that have they that they have in mind we kind of uh, look at the uh, you know analyze the project a little bit understand what the scope would be and provide a an a high level estimate as to you know uh, how long it is going to take what kind of effort it is going to take mm -hmm. and then price that project accordingly 
some customers also have sometimes specific uh, goals in mind. You know, they want to, um, you know, let's say, uh, cut the time taken by their average, uh, you know, um, task, um, time to task is what they tell for different tasks. How long is it taking right now and how much they want to optimize that? Or, uh, you know, sometimes they have specific user adoption goals. You know, they want to uh, broaden their reach, uh, user retention goals. Uh, things like that. So, uh, so they, you know, we discuss the goals with them, identify what would be the goals for that project, and then uh, set out uh, targets to make them as well. So, um, that that is also quite common. How is uh, UX design different from any other form of design? For example, you have graphic designers who design uh, collaterals, banners, or who design uh, packaging. How is the UX design? Are different from all other forms of design. Great question. So, um, actually, uh, we call. Uh, I mean, uh, we specialize in what we call UX and UI design. So there are two aspects to it, especially when you're designing, let's say, a mobile app or a web application or a platform. Mm -hmm. um, you know, B two C or B two B platform. Mm -hmm. uh, there are multiple stages or steps involved. There is uh, user research. Uh, you know, primarily understanding uh, the users that are going to use the platform uh, or the application. Uh, you know, what what would they? Uh, what are their current pain points that need to be solved? What what are some of the typical tasks that they perform on the platform? So understanding all of that comes under uh, user research or UX research. So that is one uh, significant aspect of it. Then then the UX or UI design. Actually, uh, that deals with the specific design of the application. So based on that research that we conduct, we then have to uh, build the, or, or rather design the screens that go into the application and all of that. Mm -hmm. So in that there are, again, as I mentioned, there are two aspects, the UX design and the UI design. Mm -hmm. The UX design is, uh, is primarily about understand, you know, kind of designing the interactions you know what? Uh, what content should be shown to the user? Uh, um, what is uh, there on screen? Uh, how do? What are the controls that we provide? What are the interactions? How do we get from one screen to another? How to expose a functionality to the uh, to the user? Things mm -hmm. like that. So typically, that is uh, very analytical in nature. So, um, you know, UX designers are typically, uh, you know, they have to also be very process oriented. So we base a lot of our decisions on uh, what the users have said, I mean, what, uh, what we find and uncover during the user research. So it's all very analytical, uh, somewhat process centric. And um, so uh, I'm very uh, involved in, uh, you know, uh, uh, high thought and all of that. The UI design, on the other hand, that is very creative. So those are the, uh, you know, let's say aesthetic aspects of the uh, screens, right? You know, how does the screen look? What should be the color palette that we should use? What are the different icon styles to be used? Um, you know, how do we uh, represent uh, something on screen? Uh, what is the layout? All of that. So the UI design is a lot more creative, a lot more uh, aesthetic. Uh, you know, typically people uh, that are really good at uh, uh, UI design, they, they may come from fine arts background, visual communication background, and so on. Mm -hmm. The UX designers, uh, um, 
you know, there, as I said, they are um, more analytical. So we also get a lot of UX design people from uh, engineering backgrounds and, uh, you know, math and science backgrounds and so on. So uh, graphic design and packaging design is, is still, uh, you know, again, that is a lot, again, more creative. Uh, I actually don't know much about packaging design and uh, uh, even graphic design is something that we occasionally only take up. So, um, but I, you know, they, they are their own specializations, right? So you have to have a, a different kind of uh, mindset and a, uh, aesthetic sense and all of that to design those. Got you. Uh, companies like Facebook and Google, they pay a lot of attention to the design and uh, they also take, like you spoke about the analytical angle, they also uh, use a lot of data to make decisions on the design. For example, uh, which color should the page be on the Facebook page? How, where the page, uh, where the logo should be? How many characters can come inside a, a screen? And uh, those sort of things. So can you give us some examples of uh, how the implementations you have done what are such of the what are some of the interesting uh, analytical uh, com, uh, interesting combination of analytics with uh, design? Sure. Um, <clears throat> I mean, uh, uh, one of the you know one of our uh, most recent projects, incidentally, uh, is with Google. Mm. Uh, although not on their consumer side, um, you know, we uh, we have done a, quite a bit of work for Google on their enterprise product side. Uh, they have a product suite called uh, Cloud Data Fusion, and we have been uh, working with them to kind of redesign uh, you know, uh, the Cloud Data, cloud data Fusion uh, suite of products and to uh, you know, bring in new designs. So the UX side or the analytical side of the process is really about understanding, uh, you know, it's a data integration product. Right, so the focus there is understanding, you know, how do we make it easier for, let's say, somebody like a, a you know, data analyst or a data scientist to uh, design a, a, you know, a, a data flow to pull data from different uh, source databases, and then how do you uh, push it to a target database? You know, how do you make the process easier? How can they get to, uh, you know, point A to point B in the least number of clicks? You know, how do you uh, uh, represent very difficult concepts so that without really understanding the pro, you know, uh, without really being an expert on the product, you can still ease it very, uh, use it very easily. Mm -hmm. uh, things like that are the focus of the UX designer. The right. UI designer is the one saying, hey, uh, you know, we all know what Google's uh, uh, color palette is like, you know, obviously if it's Google branded, you know, it has to have a certain look and feel and uh, a, a style. So given that that is that style, you know, how do we, uh, you know, lay out the uh, functionality that is quite complex? I mean, when we're talking about, um, you know, large data sets to be represented on screen, multiple controls, how do we lay it out so that it, it looks um, uh, it doesn't look complex to the user. The user is not overwhelmed by it. Uh, how do we make it look uh, very pleasing and uh, um, you know where you you get the cleanliness in the design? You get you get a clean screen uh, and you know the right color palette. Um, you know something that you look at and kind of can immediately identify. Hey, this looks like a Google product. You know how do we ensure that? So all of that. Uh, comes under that uh, UI uh, designer's perspective. Mm 
So both uh, both the UX designer and the UI designer have to work hand in hand to kind of get the final result to accomplish the final result. So uh, that's a, that's an example of what we've done. Gotcha. Uh, design is a subjective thing. When you make deliveries of the project, uh, let's say you have used all your creative efforts and you made a very nice design, uh, but the decision maker at the client's org thinks that it should should not be red, it should be blue. So how do you deal with such situations uh, in your business? Great question. Uh, <clears throat> um, that, um, uh, yeah, we, uh, it's not that we don't face it, we definitely face it situations, but uh, there is a process behind it that we follow that will make it so that it doesn't become a problem uh, every time. Uh, one example that I could give is uh, we've done quite a bit of work for uh, Airtel in Bangladesh. We worked with the Airtel brand. Airtel has two brands in Bangladesh, Airtel and Roby, who work with both brands. Um, and, you know, it, it's a large corporation, right? So we have to go through multiple layers. We've been working with the project team, kind of designing our work. And as you just as you said, when, you know, uh, when it goes to the next uh, uh, next link in the you know in the corporate mm. chain, uh, they might have a different idea and so on. So the way that we address it is typically first of all, it's uh, you know we don't go off uh, into a room and then completely design the entire thing and then only come back and present. So at every stage, we uh, uh, we uh, we do a little bit of design. Then we come back, we review it with the project team, um, you know, and periodically we meet with uh, different stakeholders at different levels, kind of showcase our work, get intermediate feedback. So that will uh, eliminate or rather that will uh, alleviate the problem of suddenly somebody suddenly having a, a very different uh, view of, you know, what should have been done. So we because we try to get that early in the game. So we collect that feedback and then we incorporate that. Mm -hmm. But uh, specifically, uh, for example, colors, aesthetics, you know, as you said, that's very subjective, right? Yeah. So what we tend to do is very early on in the pro uh, project cycle or very early on in the design cycle, uh, we independently work on what we call the styling, you know, how to establish a style for the uh, application or the product. And we, the style is something that we review it possibly in multiple iterations with the different stakeholders. And so when everybody says, ah, I like the look of this, right? You know, this particular color combination is something that I like. I like how this particular uh, uh, style is kind of interpreting my brand. My brand is clearly coming through. So we get that consensus up front. Um, so then establish the style and then make sure that the style is continued over all the rest of the application. That way we are not having that, I don't like this color kind of conversation on every screen and throughout the project cycle. We solve that problem up front so that everybody understands that, hey, this is how I want the overall look and feel and style. And then we can uh, follow through with the rest of that. That way we, you know, we, we may not be able to eliminate, but we certainly minimize uh, that kind of uh, uh, friction. Got you. So Navin, uh Take us a little back in time and uh, tell us uh, how the venture started. Uh, what was your thought process to start a venture and moving out of uh, a, a job kind of uh, lifestyle to an entrepreneur lifestyle? 
Great. Yeah, that's a, a great question. So, um, you know, 15 years back, I, as I mentioned, I was, uh, we were, uh, uh, we were moving the family back to India. You know, at the time, I, I did also explore uh, trying to find a job in uh, in India, in Hyderabad specifically. Um, but I, I was also quite interested in starting a business, starting something on my own. Um, there was an idea that me and another friend of mine who was still living in the U.S. had about uh, maybe building a social networking platform. And this was 15 years ago. Uh, social networking was quite, you know, getting quite popular. So we wanted to build a, a, a platform. We did build a, a social networking platform that is, you know, kind of a, a it, it helps you build family trees, you know, helps you connect with family members, etc. Uh, but uh, we were not able to make the platform very successful. Mm -hmm. uh, we ran out of funding for the platform. So we were uh, essentially, um, you know, winding that down. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, while building that platform, uh, you know, um, I was uh, basically I, I was able to put together a very good team, uh, you know, working on the user experience and design and uh, essentially like a, a team to build products. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and I saw how uh, difficult it was to put together that team, uh, um, you know, at the time, uh, really finding good people to build uh, UX, UI and, and to design and, and build good products was uh, was very difficult. Okay. Not that it's any easier now, but you know it's still difficult. But uh, I felt that hey, you know, we were able to put together a team. Why don't we, um, you know, turn that into a services company and and build products for you know design and build products for uh, other uh, companies because it, it is difficult to put together good teams. And we had uh, put that together, so we would turn it into a service company. So that's how Devami was born, and. Um, I been uh, you know we've been uh, doing the same thing ever since yeah. i see that company has grown into a lot larger size uh, i was looking on linkedin uh, i think there are uh, around 120 employees right now if i'm not wrong so can you tell us how did the growth happen and uh, what what kind of people do you hire uh, to your org and uh, uh, in other words uh, i'm asking how do you go about hiring people? Um, yeah, I mean, the growth was, for us, the growth has been very organic, very, um, I would say, uh, slow and steady. Mm -hmm. I don't know, we, as, you know, uh, it's a fifth, almost a four, uh, almost a 14 year old company. Uh, we've grown very, very steadily. Uh, initially, um, uh, you know, when we started the company, most of the business was from the U.S., Mm -hmm. So uh, again, as I mentioned, you know, most of our business uh, is from network, uh, referral people, uh, referring other people. And my network and connections uh, happen to be primarily in the U.S. And that's how we got all of our initial projects. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, business was growing uh, slowly. And uh, over the last uh, two years or so, I think we've uh, kind of, uh, you know, more than doubled. Um, so the, the very, uh, very high growth has been very off late just in the last uh, two years, two plus years. Okay. Uh, uh, hiring wise, we've always followed a uh, uh, kind of take on, um, uh, let's say, young uh, people fresh out of college, 
and then really train them uh, in-house in our methodology, in our processes, uh, and uh, basically uh, make them successful. So that has worked well for us. But of course, as we keep growing larger and larger, especially around the current time, uh, obviously, when you're hiring lots of young people, you also need to hire uh, more senior people so that, you know, the, the, the team grows, you need more um, you know, management talent and leadership talent. So we have been hiring uh, laterally also. But we're also, uh, again, uh, we don't want to give up that our original model of hiring from college and then, uh, you know, uh, training them. So uh, because we have two uh, distinct, actually, you know, it's three distinct uh, lines, right? As in UX design, UI design, and development. So the people we hire also kind of uh, fall in that gamut. We do hire uh, a lot of designers from uh, uh, de uh, design colleges, uh, people with design degrees. Uh, then we also hire from uh, engineer, you know, um, uh, engineering schools for uh, development and developers. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes uh, there are uh, people with engineering background who want to move into design. And uh, we, you know, we do that as well. Gotcha. Some of our very successful designers are have been developers and engineers in the past. Hmm. What would you say is the biggest lesson that you have learned during your entrepreneurship journey? Uh, entrepreneurship is uh, a roller coaster journey, right? You know, it's all it's not always uh, easy. It's not always uh, um, um, it's not always a uh, a bed of roses, right? It, you you know there will be ups and downs, and uh, um, and you have to stay with it. Uh, you have to be strong, and you have to uh, not give up. Essentially, right? There will be a lot of uh, uh, there will be a lot of uh, pitfalls. Uh, you know, we don't want to see them as failures, but rather uh, lessons to be learned, right? So things like that. One thing that always certainly helps is you know if you um, you know, if you're actually doing it with uh, uh, with a co-founder, for example, you know, there will be somebody that uh, uh, that you can lean on that you can, that will support. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there will be times when uh, one of the founders would be uh, feeling, uh, you know, um, uh, disappointed. And at that time, then the other step founder, uh, co-founders can step in and mm -hmm. uh, kind of provide that moral support. And it goes both ways, you know, it's, it's so... Um, that, you know, that is always very helpful. But again, uh, uh, it is very important to find, um, you know, co-founders that really align with your vision, align with your um, value system and, uh, um, you know, share the same philosophy and share the same goals. Uh, that would certainly help. Awesome. On this note, we will uh, wrap up the session. Thanks for your uh, time, Navin, and it was a great pleasure to host you on our platform. Thank you for having me, Priya. So this was, you know, um, really appreciate. Uh, this was very, uh, very exciting and very interesting conversation. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. Thanks for, Thanks for joining. Bye.